Welcome in to Pod with Brandon and Chris. I'm Brandon. That's Chris. Hello. Uh, we are here after the long weekend. Hope everybody had some fun. Uh, a Memorial Day weekend. Um, we are here to talk all things wrestling and basketball. More basketball for this pod because we do have a special pod coming out next week with our unofficial, I say that in quotes, our unofficial third host, Jordan Castle, who will basically apparently now start to be our third host going forward, which I'm very excited about. He, uh, um, he dodged work today, by the way. He did. By, he did. By, this is not a good first day. In not a great first day. Not, not a good first day. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, we're going to talk uh, all things double or nothing um, this weekend because um, I meet Jordan had a crazy weekend calling all these indie wrestling events in Vegas and around in the surrounding area all weekend. So he didn't get to watch double or nothing. I had a busy weekend enthralling myself in booze and uh, sun for Memorial Day. So I was not able to watch double or nothing. Chris caught both game seven and double or nothing. So he'll, he can have more opinions on that. The coveted, uh, the coveted double screen Sunday. Uh, my ADHD has been training my entire life since at least the age of seven years old. For moments like that what a sunday uh, man like you must have had like, what a, like you were in heaven you're just in heaven like all yeah you know what's like, funny i was gonna my plans were to go out on sunday and i was gonna miss the pay-per-view uh and i was just like all right Brand, like because i was like all right brand's not gonna watch it so i'll probably just like i'll just watch it the next day the same thing or whatever that week the same yeah. thing he's gonna do and then my plans fell through and i was like all right yeah double screen sundays back on baby let's go baby and awesome. um um, yeah, yeah, no, I really, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. We'll discuss that this weekend, like Brandon said. Um, other stuff in wrestling to discuss. Uh, any, there, there's some updates on the, like a minor update on the Sasha Naomi stuff. Um, it is, we don't have an exact date, but as of, let's see, as of, it would have been like 10 days ago, March 20, 21st, uh, we learned that Sasha, at least Sasha, and I think also Naomi's, uh, contracts are nearing the end, meaning they yeah. had, you know, a couple months left. WWE was drafting up some, um, some new contracts for them to sign. And I mean, you got to assume that there's waiting it out at this point. Cause they're suspended indefinitely. Uh, yeah. there's, you know, they're out of the writing plans. That's what we're hearing. When I hear that, I'm like, okay, so they're so gone. Yeah. yeah they're <laughs> gone. gone. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, go ahead, Brent. I was just going to say, I think for them, like, it's so interesting because like we talked about this right before we started recording too, like, and you said it yourself, I'm just going to paraphrase you here. Like sure. they, whatever, what WWE is doing right now, even in the aftermath of this is proving everything that they walked out on correct in the yeah. sense of like, there was supposed to be like this tag team tournament for the tag team belts that has been now completely scrapped apparently according to Meltzer. I, I don't know if it was Meltzer or somebody else, but basically saying that it was scrapped and they have no plans for it. And it's like, Look at what just happened with those two women that just held the belts. Why were they leaving? Because you have nothing planned for them. Right. Because you have tag team titles in a division where there are, what, three tag teams that are, like, usually contending for them? Now that Rhea and Liv split, like, you know, Rhea is a part of, you know, the Judgment Day, and then Liv is now a part of Bullet Club for some reason. Like, it – and I – look, I'm not saying that either decision is bad like for them like splitting up that tag team because i think they're both in better situations but it's like there's a reason why these women left there's a reason why they walked out there's a reason why they are not honoring their contracts right now and you are blatantly looking at it and saying okay well i'm gonna yeah business is normal business is usual and it's like you hear uh, about the wwe locker room like not really supporting them and i'm like i just i don't i i, I think it's 
brainwashed. It's WWE brain at this point. It's like, right. you don't, you don't want to support your fellow wrestler because you don't think that the belts that they're carrying are being used well. Meanwhile, these two have been really top, top tier stars for a couple of years. And Sasha has been a top tier star since she got there. Like it's, it's just, it's mind boggling. It, it really is. It's like, I'm like, what are they, what the fuck is going on here? And now that Stephanie's not a very prominent person who is a woman's voice in, in oh, creative and in the Braden. locker room, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to turn that this into that, but I'm just saying like the fact now that like, there really isn't a lot of, in, I mean, not from my knowledge, I don't know everybody on the staff, but like Steph, from what I know, Stephanie was a huge reason why those four women in the four horsewomen got the start that they got. Like she, I'm not, I, I'm I'm not, not even going to comment on this. I'm, not I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, it's, it's very, it's very absurd. What's going hmm. on. I think it's absurd. No, I, I think, I think that there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't have anything planned for the WWE women's champion tag team championships, especially after what just happened. Like you need to start getting the writing room doing that. I don't know. And I mean, we talked about with, uh, actually Jordan made this point specifically last, last week. He said, um, you know, I think of it as like a movie set and it's like when someone's unhappy with a creative decision, it's like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll do something else. I'll, I'll find something else to do. And I think in wrestling, that's, it's, it seems like a lot bigger of a deal than it is. Uh, and I'm not saying that from, you know, Sasha Naomi's perspective. I think they probably had something very real to be upset about knowing this company rarely is the talent who's upset wrong in WWE. Yeah. So I doubt this is yeah, like, 100%. I doubt this is like a rare case where they aren't. Like, yeah. and also like if they're, you know, that Sasha Banks is a, uh, you know, a public figure, she has done work for Disney. She's done work for, you know, lots of other big companies. And, and at the end of the day, it's her brand. Uh, Naomi is a, you know, you could say Naomi's a blossoming star. She has, you know, she's been there forever, look. man. She's right. been there forever. No, I know. And she was yeah, like a big, big on the total divas thing. I mean, these, like these wrestlers, they have their own brands and they need to consider those things before the television show, which, um, right. which brings us to our you know what might be the the, the wwe aw swap if all things yes, carry yes. forth uh maxwell jacob friedman <laughs> has been uh <laughs> to say the least upset like when i when i so i'm home sunday because after my plans got canceled and i was just kind of chilling out and i'm shy i what I, I don't know why i keep that kept doing this but i kept checking aw's youtube channel because i'm like all right they're they're gonna post all the promos and I want to see if MJF and Wardlow's is on there. And it was on there and then they deleted it and then they put it back on and then they put it with like, they, they do like a string of promos in one video. Yeah. Um, then they, they kept it in that the whole time. So I was like, okay, there's clearly like, you know, there, there's talk of all day about MJF like is, is leaving Las Vegas. And then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if he's leaving, why are they not canceling this match? Why are they not changing the card? Um, you know, Meltzer said that Goldberg was coming. A lot of people thought that, that was real. It was like a, I think Meltzer actually did a joke. Meltzer can't yeah, do jokes. Joking. He can't, yeah, he's not like allowed joking. to do jokes because people freak yeah. out. The minute, the minute I saw that Meltzer confirms, blah, 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 I'm like, this is, this is just people not <laughs> like understanding. With that, the amount know, of, it's an old the, man I mean, just kind of talking, dude. It's not, like, you know, think about, serious. think about the logic of that. Goldberg, Goldberg, first off, Goldberg. Hey, I am not AW. not even opposed to that guy coming in and getting squashed by Wardlow. But no, hundred percent. But here's the second thing: in a company full of Bret Hart adorers, your top champion is now a Bret Hart 
Love well, it. I mean, even you're going to bring Goldberg that. into that. No, I even, just, I just, think it's you know, I'm, it's ironic. And I'm, it's and ironic. I'm with you there in the terms of like, you know, like, I don't think imagine if, imagine AW, if you showed up. Like, no, I mean, like, I can't imagine AEW ever doing business with Goldberg after what the past few months have been. But, um, anyway, you know, not that, not the point of what we're talking about. So, um, <laughs> so MJF, uh, you know, rumored to have been leaving the building, you know, coming back and then it's announced the match going on first. And the minute I heard that, I'm like, oh, he is, he told Tony that he's putting over Wardlow and, and leaving whatever yeah. the future may be. He he's like, I'm, you know, I'm putting this guy over. Cause I, you know, I think for whoever you think MJF is as a guy, I think he does care a lot about the business and he respects, you know, kind of the old school ways of how it's done. You put the guy, if this is, is his way out, you put the guy over on your way out. That's the classic old school mentality. I know like, you know, watching the interviews. Well, it's also like he's, he is like, you know, they, you know, they talk, you know, Triple H student of the game. It's like MJF is one of those guys. He, you know, he watched the old tapes. He studied the old Mid-South stuff. Um, That's the way, like as soon as he came out and I I thought they had a great match. You'll see it. Um, uh, I mean, he put over Wardlow big in a big way and Wardlow looks like a million fucking dollars in in that show so if that's if that's mjf's last match he i mean he went out the right way um so it it came out today that mjf had you know had a meeting with tony khan and there were some discrepancies about how much he was getting paid and how much he thought he deserved to be getting paid um you know brandon knows this about me um the 1.5 listeners may also know this i'm very (laughs) I'm, I'm big about no matter what the sport is, anything I'm big about, you know, agency for talent. Um, they, you know, these guys deserve more money than yeah. what a company thinks they're worth. Always. I believe exactly. that. I, I know. I, yeah. you know, I love, love Tony Khan and I make, you know, made a, uh, uh, no child love behind fan camp. Cause he moved, he moved the event so that all of the main quarters of the Celtics wouldn't take place during major matches. Yeah. Yeah. Nose ball. <laughs> It was, TK it was ball. Knows ball. but anyway, yeah, yeah. You know, besides that, it's like, I know Tony Khan's like a billionaire business owner and I want, I assume that he's going to do what's right for business, not what's necessarily right for the talent's interests all the time. So, right. which is just kind of what wrestling is. Um, so I'm always, no matter what the company, you know, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, um, GCW, ECW, WCW, I'm always about what is best for the talent and not so much storyline wise, you know, but I'm like payment wise, just like real life, real life, big time, big time. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, it was said that uh, to put it in, to put it in NBA basketball terms, MJF is still kind of on his rookie contract kind of thing. And he's had some bonuses, right, right. right. And he's had some bonuses, but it's not quite what other guys are making, which is totally valid. Um, My one, so my one thing, and we talked about this a little bit, um, was you look at it from a business perspective from Tony's side, right? And here's this guy, and, and like MJF's like ability to create this bidding war for him, essentially. That's his plan, right? That's what he was been yeah. talking about. Uh, and that's really cool from a fan perspective. That's a lot of fun. Like, I right. to be honest, I love that. I think that's when was the last blast. time there was a free agency in wrestling, right? Right. And you I think I mean? once you know, once we start to New Japan starts to kind of move closer to like the you know to the Western world and be more prominent here. And then, you know, we have ring of honor and, and all this stuff going on. I think kind of like having this reality in, in the age of like, you know, um, 
Woj and Sham tweets and everybody, right. everybody's exactly. to there. You know what I mean? Like WWE should capitalize. Yeah, and let on me that. be clear: or, or wrestling earlier, as a whole should capitalize on that. Yeah, what I meant, um, what I meant earlier yeah. by like when was the last time about free rate? Like, there's always been free agency in wrestling. There's always 100%. been ways for guys to sign and get contracts somewhere else. But like free agent frenzy, the way that it is in like in like. But now, but now it can be a story, which is cool. Exactly. So MJF has capitalized exactly. on that, which is awesome, and that's the kind of character he is who can capitalize on that. Here's the thing with that, though. Um, you look at Tony Khan and he's looking at his future talents for the next two, three years. You have a guy, MJF, who's an incredible talent. You know, you want him to be the face of your brand at some point, but he talks about leaving a good fucking amount. So it's like, am I paying this guy to stay for two years and then fuck off? Cody just left. Cody just left. So it's like, whatever, whatever the feelings are about that, whatever the deal is with that, obviously we don't have all the inside information with that but you have to consider it's like okay if this guy's walking out anyway mjf's a huge talent and he's he can make you a lot of money and cm punk just became champion obviously that was their plan it really i mean if this hadn't been going on the plan in all of the back of our minds seems to be we're getting mjf cm punk three for the title at some yeah. point and mjf's um, gonna go over and mjf's MJF gonna go over mjf should right. be the, the champ after punk i mean i i think you know I feel like everybody's on the same page about that. Exactly. But I mean, here's the thing. So I'm not in no way am I taking away from MJF's talent. I think he like in terms of like mic work, in terms of like charisma for the crowd. Um, yeah. best guy I've seen since The Rock. I don't think that's a crazy 100%. thing to say. Um maybe Cena. Yeah, maybe Cena, but I, I think like MJF is more of a natural. Honestly. Like a natural heel, like a natural heel that can get the crowd to hate him as much as they do. I, yes. I mean, yeah, I, but I also think like when if at some point in his career where he's a good baby face, he has an incredibly sympathetic outward going personality. And we saw, yeah, a we saw of that with the, we punk saw guy. that in CM Punk. Yeah. yeah. CM Punk, yeah the, so the uh, like this guy, that. this guy is, is going to be big money. He's going to be, he's going to be a big star, whatever you think. Fact is we have not seen him in that spot yet. The projection is, and this is no knock on MJF, this is purely just looking at it from an investment standpoint, if, if, if you have to. This guy has never been at the top of your company. He seems like he'd be great there, but like, you know, we He's talk about like, That's yeah, 100%, which, is, which yeah. is a smart thing to do, which I respect him for a lot. And I think yeah. it's great. And I think more talent should do that. Right. Um, but I mean, people bring up, you know, the way a, the way a champion draws all the time right uh and I, I i don't put much stock into the how much champions can draw argument but i mean you have uh, you look at like okay look at like uh, i'll just go to the natural brett and sean they were kind of at the time the the wild card choices who stuck out because of who they were when they each got the title they didn't do as commercially well as was hoped and that's, right. I mean, it's not that they weren't as talented as they were. It's not that they weren't like, in, you know, incredible wrestlers. It's not that they weren't insanely good at their job. It's that sometimes just like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the perception is going to be. You don't know how times are going to change. And this is not a knock on MJF, but it's, it's like, okay, this guy wants to leave. And yeah, we don't know how he does in that spot. Right. You can give the title to CM Punk because you know how he's going to treat that position. You don't right. know how MJF's going to treat that position. What if you do give MJF the belt and he's still trying to leave? And exactly. you have, I mean, it's like speaking of Bret Hart, you have a very similar situation where like, 
you know, whatever the story. Screwjob 2.0. Well, no, 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 I mean, like, not, <laughs> not even that, but it's like, you look at, no, you look it. at what led to Montreal and it was like, yeah, it's like, why, but why did you even, you, you were putting the belts on a guy who was probably going to leave. Maybe you didn't know that at the time, but it's like, that's, that's the risk you run in wrestling. MJF am I, is am I, explicitly talking about leaving. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, is it, am I misremembering the whole Montreal situation? Cause I knew Brett was the champ going yeah. into it. So and, uh, Brett won the title look, after Sean hit taker with chair at SummerSlam. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. So then when, when Brett was champion going into Montreal, I thought the plan originally was that Brett would win, go over and drop the belt the next night on raw, then yeah. go to WCW. So like, in well, Brett's I'm, mind, I, I mean, I'm talking about like, well, I'm talking about like when, when Brett first wins the title, I don't know the exact timeline, but I know around that time. Like he Brett, knew he was already leaving basically. No. When so Montreal happened. When Montreal happens. Yeah. But like, I'm talking SummerSlam when he wins the belt or even yeah. before that, I don't know if it's known exactly that Brett has one foot out the door, so to speak. I don't know if that's known yet. Okay. And I think it was a lot of it came down to a similar, a, honestly, like, similar to what's going on now at first brett was promised a certain amount of money by vince mcmahon and then vince came to him and said i actually can't give you that amount of money um you know i i respect you as a competitor i you know you can go talk to wcw tell me what deal they offer you i'll try to match if i can't do your thing essentially yeah. that yeah. was the agreement at some point before montreal right yeah, yeah, so yeah. the difference is and it's a similar situation with the pay but it's it's also a different situation with MJF because we don't know if he can be, you know, what I, I mean, especially what Bret Hart was in 97. Yeah, I mean, Bret Hart 100%. is probably the MVP in 97 for that yeah. company. It's I mean, if it's if it's between him and Sean, like you want to talk about like backstage work, who, who's more reliable at that point than Bret Hart? Exactly. Yeah, you're um, right. So, I, I mean, it, it does come down to reliability. It's like, do you if I'm if I'm giving MJF a bunch of money and I'm putting him with the flagship of this company? And he's talking about leaving now. What am I doing? Yeah. Am I setting I think, myself up for failure? Like, you know what I mean? You have to think yeah, about it like that. hundred percent. And I think for him, like, like you said, like MJF betting on himself is not a bad thing. Like this no. is a really good thing that all young wrestlers should, especially in like that position, right? Like Daniel Garcia, uh, freaking, uh, you, uh, you, Wheeler, Yuta. Sorry. I, can't, I forgot his name for a second. Wheeler, Wuda. Wheeler, Wuda. Wheeler, Yuta. Um, you know, all these young guys, like you should bet on yourself. That's what Brian Danielson did. And he fucking, he lived in his car throughout his early twenties. And now he's the best wrestler in the world. Like you should bet on yourself. But the problem is with, with MJF is that he, he allowed that to creep in. Like he's so close to being yeah. his character all the time that he worked it into a shoot. In a sense that, like, I think at the beginning, the bidding war in 2024, like that started out as a work. Like, yeah, I'm going to say that because I, you know, I want to be edgy. I'm, I'm MJF. Yeah. I want these people to hate me. I want them to see me on their screen on Wednesdays and then think, wait, wait a minute, could he actually be on my screen on Monday or Friday now? But it's also like he he comes out and then he starts complaining a little bit more, and it's and he does that um that uh that interview with Juani where he doesn't talk to AWPR about it. And it's like I'm going to go on this this interview and i'm going to talk about leaving and then he recently more starts talking about guys in wwe he wants to wrestle and then it's yeah. like he's kind of working like i know i understand doing that for leverage because he should like he yeah. should say like do you want me facing seth rollins at wrestlemania or do you want me here facing jungle boy at double or nothing in 2025 you know what i mean right, like right right 
it it starts out that way, but now when he's like missing meet and greets and he's not showing up to the arena for a pay-per-view until 15 minutes before, I think it's starting to turn into that thing where he's, he kind of believes it. And he's like, you know what? No, I, I want this contract now. I don't want to wait two years for this. And like, yes, he deserves it. But Tony Khan has come out and said multiple times throughout this whole thing. I don't just give out contracts in the middle of contracts because then I have to do that for everybody else. And I that's, don't want to. I do mean, that. realistically, that's one of the, if you want to compare and do the WCW comparison, that's a big part of what went wrong. They, I mean, exactly. they, they were basically everybody overpaid everybody. huge contracts to guys who were going to sit home for half the year anyway. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and even you can I, even look at TNA. The same well, a big, a big reason, I mean, like not to, we'll, we'll, you know, not to get too off track here, but a big, big reason the invasion kind of sucked was because you had guys like, you know, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan on these ridiculously huge contracts and WWE could either buy them out or let them sit at home. And it was like, I mean, I I saw an interview with Kevin Nash and he's like, what would you do? If they like, you got more, you can, you can can opt out of making a million dollars to stay home or you can go work for, you know, $50,000. Those aren't the real figures, but, but just just to give an idea, but like, um, but uh, you know, dialing back, it, it, I get where, uh, and this is not like a pro AEW thing. I get where both sides are here. Yeah, I do no, get 100%. it because no, yeah. it's it's like I don't necessarily. It's a very it's a very slippery slope, right? Now. I don't that's necessarily what it is. think that Tony Khan doesn't want MJF as part of the future. I think that I think that's the issue. I think he really does. But I think like, am I building this guy? Am I putting it like you're putting him over CM Punk for a title? I apparently like that's our, that's the vision. That's huge. That's a big deal. Right. And you're going to give that spot to a guy who's going to just do what Cody just did. He's just going to head out. You know what I mean? It's like, am I just the big box? Right. 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 And there was also a report. And I think in the same report you were uh, mentioning earlier, like that came out this morning that like Vince does not care about what happens. He's like, I, he could be as unprofessional as he wants. I'm still going to sign him to a huge contract if you be if if they release him from this one. So if that goes to kind of show you anything about the way that Vince McMahon operates, it's like I don't care if he's an unprofessional prick. I've worked with these kind of guys before. I can bring him in and pay Vince him a has, ton of money. Vince has helped his employees cover up murders. He does murders. He does not care, dude. Murders. He does not care. Oh my god! And and he tries to distance himself from things that these ta- that, that his talent does. I'm sorry. And is there is... A, is there a better like character than Vince McMahon with a neck brace at the concussion trial? Is there a better like <laughs> yeah. he's just walking around like he's that. never written a better Bro, character. He is. He <laughs> did not fall. He did not hurt himself. There was no like. There's no reason. No. There was no reason he should should have been at the concussion trial with a neck brace, but he did yes. it because he's honestly got a, a sociopath. He's, he's legitimately sociopath. a sociopath. He did it but for like jury sympathy. Do you know how insane yeah, that is? To fake a neck injury. It's Dude, like he's he's the most carny fucking lunatic ever. It kind of rocks. The the court art from that trial is some of the funniest i've ever seen in my life it's just like all these like jack dudes and vince mcmahon in a neck brace it's so he's like good he's like straight up yeah he's literally like has to sit like this the whole time oh my god um i don't know i think for me like i think this i think this kind of goes to show like with mjf like if tony and him do hash it out and it does become a thing where he does sign this contract i think it's something that mjf will look back on and be like I could have done that better, but 
I got what I wanted, right? So like, like you said, I understand both sides. Like MJF does deserve his money. He does, 100%. But Tony does deserve to wait out the contract to then offer that money because he doesn't want to kind of strain this domino effect. Like what if Britt Baker comes back out and it's like, well, MJF just got paid that money. I was your champion for a whole year. Yeah. Where's yeah. my money? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think it's, it's actually funny that I bring up Britt Baker there because I didn't even mean to, but I wanted to go back to what you're saying about how, like, we don't know if MJF can take that, that mantle, right? Like we don't, we haven't seen him there yet. Yeah. Britt Baker for what it's worth. I think she's a great wrestler, but I think since she lost her title, she's been slipping and it's, okay. and I understand I understand that she is, you know, working not only as a wrestler full time, but she's also a fucking dentist that is like taking late night red eyes to get back to her, her, pa- her office to go treat her patients the next morning. Like I understand. Yeah. She, and she chose that life and she loves it. And I completely respect that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Ever since she lost the title and even before she lost the title, like maybe a couple months before she lost the title, her, she started getting a little sloppy. She started getting a little stiff. She started At getting first- like a little that first Rosa match before the win at revolution at revolution. Yeah, it was, it was not good. And here's the thing. Like what if MJF gets that money and then he's like, I don't improve. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's boomer bust potential there. And look, Brit for what it's worth was a great wrestler. Well, a women's wrestler champ, women's champion. I'm very high. I mean, I don't, I don't think, no, I don't, I don't think Brit's a bust. And honestly, I don't think I'm very high on Brit Baker. That's what I was going to say. I just think, I think for her, it's just become a point where it's like, she doesn't have, I, I don't want to put any words in her mouth, but like, I, I, I think it's become a point where it's like, I was a champion. Now I'm not. So I can kind of take a step back. And she kind of maybe knew that her title reign was coming to an end at one point. Yeah, so she yeah, kind of yeah. like sort of maybe, I, and look again, yeah. I don't know this is true. I just, I'm speculating. I just think it's, it's like, if MJF, like if you're Tony Khan, I want to see him in that mantle before I trust him with it for the next five years. Right. So, I think uh, the, like just to jump to the, to the Brit stuff for a minute. Yeah. The so before this weekend because I think um I think Thunder Rosa did an awesome job and she convinced me of her championship material. I heard that. Material. I heard that yeah, 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 she convinced me yeah. of her champion material. Like like that might have been one of the better matches tonight. Um she convinced me of her champion material. Not that I mean I love Thunder Rosa but her champion ship rain was feeling a little weak and honestly not really her fault to be honest not to be honest honestly is what i just said anyway um but so before before this weekend i was not very high on you know her title reign at all and i was kind of thinking about i'm like damn like we didn't really know it's like we didn't really know how good Brit's reign was until I'm seeing this now and until I'm seeing worse booking. And I'm like, okay, her, her reign was good and maybe it was better that she was champion. It's always better that a heels champion, in my opinion. Right. Um, but it also like you look back and it's like the, the women's booking has kind of been the problem for both of them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I really liked your point earlier that you mentioned like, you know, Tony Storm should have been in that match. Like I totally agree. I like kind of was would have been way more interesting. So you build up a star, man. You don't I need to build been, up Britt Baker anymore. You don't uh, need to. Well, no, no. I think it should. I think it should have been Britt Baker and um, Tony Storm, and I think Tony Storm should have gone over because yeah. I think that was a good opportunity for maybe Britt doesn't need to lose this much, but I think that's also like for the Owen tournament. I think whoever wins that pinning the champion means more than Britt winning it. 
Um, yeah. and honestly, you know, big, big Adam Cole guy. I'm a big Britt Baker guy. I know like a lot of people aren't a fan of her pace, but I think, the, uh, I think like her technical and slow pace builds to her like doctor gimmick. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of, no, it has methodic, like a, yeah, it has like pace. a, it has like a, like, yeah, thank you. Methodical pace. It has yeah. like a feeling of like, oh, she is really calculating what she's doing. And I know, and I know that sounds a little goofy, but it's like, that is how you get over wrestling with a gimmick you yeah. know what i mean oh yeah implement it into your ring work yes instead of i mean yeah. like of course I, there's if the, the doctor finisher, like, yeah if the doctor like moved if, fast and did a bunch of wild shit it's like i kind of i'm not why she a doc you know what i mean it's like this there's a disconnect there yeah uh, and but I, she, and, she and believes I, that in her brain you know what i mean yeah and i think for me like with her like it's so interesting to watch her now because like, I, and again, I haven't seen double or nothing, but from like she, the tag match that they had where it was uh, Ruby and uh, uh, Storm versus um, Hater and, and Brit was a freaking awesome match, man. Like I was, it was on Rampage, it was on at 6.30. I was not watching it live. So I watched it the next day, but I was like, what a great fucking match. These are four women that you can build a fucking division around, right? right? And now that Athena's in the, into, the, uh, into the mix now, and I love, I love Athena. I've always like, if, if there's any woman independent wrestler, like independent wrestling that I've seen, I think it's been more of Athena than anybody because yeah. I used to watch a lot of stuff from like, um, I can't even remember, but I just remember watching a lot of YouTube videos because I remember seeing Ember Moon come up um, when I was young, when I was watching WWE and I was like, okay, like she looks cool. And I started watching and I was like, she's great. And I think for her, like she does have, like these are women that you're bringing in. You have a great roster, an awesome, a very talented roster. Roster. I don't understand why you can't, why they haven't taken advantage and like really booked out stories like they booked out. Like even Punk and Hangman seemed a little rushed, but at the same point, like it's it still had a build. It still had yeah. a really good build. It had great segments every week. Why can't we do that with Deeb and? and under wrestle why do why do we have to why did we have to wait until two weeks before the pay-per-view to do that mm -hmm. basically what i'm saying i think uh by the way i think statlander is up for jade next Perfect. i think and i think she should win it i think she should definitely win it i don't think you i don't think you beat jade yet i think you get to a point with jade where um well and also with uh uh what's his, uh stokely coming in like yeah, yeah probably think, don't want yeah to don't don't yet curb that yeah i guess um, right. anyway <laughs> it's just mid thought anyway <laughs> literally the worst way to start it up like, i don't think you could have picked a worse way to pick up that cut anyway i put i put my mouse over the record button and i go i go ready brandon as i mentally have no plan <laughs> Best part about it is that we were trying to go over a plan right before we started up again. We were playing right, for whatever. good 10 minutes. Uh, they, they don't care. Anyway. Whatever. No, not, this will probably get cut out anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this will get cut out anyway. I'm probably going to like, it's yeah, it's going to be like tomorrow afternoon. I'm just going to be like sitting here editing. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? What <laughs> <laughs> <Some book> just <laughs> happened? <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to go into Jeff or do you want to continue on this story? Who the, the fuck knows what we were talking about? Let's just okay. go to, let's go to Jeff. Let's go to <laughs> We're in a good conversation too, man. That that sucks. I know it was anyway. it was rolling, it was flowing. And fuck then, Zoom. Fuck, fuck Zoom, Zoom dude. I, fuck Zoom, man. Zoom pisses me off. I like, you know what? I, I'm gonna uh, you know what? No, I won't do it. I don't want to get us canceled from Zoom. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't want to get us canceled. Zoom's from listening in right now. Actually. You know what? It, it'd be fucking nice if <laughs> the voice squeak, dude. It'd be yeah, fucking man. nice if I like 
because I have used Zoom. How long have you used Zoom? For a long time. Long time, couple years now. Long time, couple years now. Probably around the same time like everybody else did with the with the whatever thing. But like, yep. I just uh, I feel like forty minutes is kind of bullshit. Sixty minutes, I'd be like, okay, that's fair, right? Yeah, if they give a yeah. sixty minute time limit, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. Forty minutes is a rude fucking time. It's a yeah. rude time. Not even forty five. Forty five is like. 15 minutes seemed, short of uh, like it's yeah. slightly over half hour, a little under an hour. That's solid. I understand that. What the fuck is 40 minutes, dude? They're do I think they're doing it just to piss us off. They're doing it they to just... piss me off. Us <laughs> off, dude. Specifically. Chris, specifically. Anyway, um, we got to download so two files. I got I got to edit two separate things and I got to combine them instead of just having an. Oh, I had to do. Flow. I had to do three last week. I was like, I don't know how Chris does this. You every had day, to do week. three. I, yeah, that's why I hate. I had sympathy you know for you, man. Don't you don't come at me. For me, I had. To, I did. You, you didn't do anything. Pity. You recorded it, more it and you put the files in a drive for me to extract. It was more, it was more pity than anything. I was pity like, of Chris really fun. has to do this. Chris really has to do this every week. Anyway, <sighs> um, last thing we were going to touch on uh, for wrestling was um, Jeff Hardy. Um, I would say Ageless Wonder, but he's not. Uh, <laughs> this is the reason why. So basically, um, he had that match with uh, Darby a couple weeks ago in the Owen Hart Cup Championship match, whatever. And this every single match to this point has been a regular old singles match. You know, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, you know, whatever. Colorable tie-up, everything, the whole bit. Problem with this thing is Darby and Jeff decided, let's make it no holds barred. So Jeff can make another freaking swanton onto a freaking steel steps or like get plunged out off of a ladder. Like, look, I get it. I understand it's Jeff Hardy and it's Darby Allen. That's basically their, their gimmicks. Like they just throw caution to the wind and they don't give a fuck. But here's the thing. Jeff Hardy is what? 44 years old. Like for somebody that's been wrestling since he was like big time wrestling, since he was like 18, 19 years old and doing the same basic. Actually his first, he had a tryout match when he was 16 and he lied to WWE that he was 18. So he's, so, so he was on TV at 16. That's like 16 years old. So that means he started wrestling probably at like 13. Yeah. And, 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 and his career, basically what he's done his entire career has shortened the lifespan of a wrestler, like his wrestling lifespan in a sense where it's like, look, um, Yes, Jeff, you are amazing. Like literally everything that Jeff Hardy has done in his career, like spot wise has been amazing. Like jumping off of ladders, getting speared while hanging on to belts from like 20 feet up onto the canvas. Like he's done crazy shit his entire career. It comes a point in every wrestler's life where they got to stop. Look at Mick Foley, man. We were talking about this in the group chat earlier. Like Mick Foley lives with chronic pain because of all the shit that he did in his career and Mick Foley did a lot crazier shit than Jeff Hardy did in the sense where he was not only getting thrown off of Hell in a Cell but he was also getting thrown through Hell in a Cell he had been landing on thumbtacks his entire career he'd been graded his freaking forehead had been graded with barbed wire countless amounts of time before he even got to WWE at that point so I just think like it just like I love Jeff. He's always going to be a childhood favorite, but it's time for him to slow down. And I think this would be a perfect time to hop into a feud with an old friend, uh, and uh, maybe nice. just rehash some old ideas nice. and maybe you know work off some heat that he got before. Maybe this old friend just so happened to maybe just turn heel, or maybe uses you as a heel turn. 
I don't know. Maybe, here's maybe, maybe that old friend became champion recently. Oh, Ooh. crazy. So you both have something equal that you guys want to fight over. Hmm. That's not, you guys have long histories. Like, here's, All I right, let's, think, get, let's, let's cut to the fucking point. Do we turn to the punk heel? Do we turn, yes. do we turn a baby yes. face? Yes. Okay. So, heel, right, heel, this heel, is, heel, heel. This is what I was All thinking day. about. So I understand after watching like the press conference after the pay-per-view and like that, you know, how, how Tony Khan talks about CM Punk and what, like what he means to the company right now. Fucking destroyed Eric Bischoff. (laughs) Sorry. I loved it. Yes, sir. I loved it. Um, (laughs) I loved it. But, um, I lost my train of thought again. What were we talking about? Okay. We're talking about Tony Khan, the media scrum. Tony Khan. Yes. He CM is Punk. Uh, CM Punk, right? <laughs> he is CM Punk. No, no, no. Yeah, it's such a hard start to this pod. This <laughs> such a hard start. Off the rails. Completely falling off. Such the rails. a hard start. Um, oh man. Oh, all right. Gotcha. I'm I'm back with it. I'm back with it. Babyface CM Punk. That's what I was talking about. Right. So let's say you want to keep CM Punk babyface. It really is as simple as um, you have CM Punk out in the ring talking. And you have him, you can have him come out first night. You can have him come out Wednesday if you want and say, uh, you know, whether or not Hangman gets a rematch or not. I don't know if Hangman's, you know, stepping away because he's injured. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Um, Punk comes out and he's like, you know, I'm, you know, fighting champion. I want to fight whoever, because you know, that generic promo that always gets the baby face over. Of course. Of course. Um, and Jeff Hardy comes out. And first of all, that place would oh, light the fuck melt. up. Melt. Um, and Jeff Hardy comes to the ring and you have them do, you, ha- you should have like CM Punk, like talk about how he was like, you know, a different guy back then. And he, you know, he had a lot of regrets and blah, blah, blah. And he, 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 whatever. And you can have him, you can have CM Punk be like, I would be honored to give you a title match. You can do a quick little that night. You can do it the next week. You can do whatever you have a, 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 just a nice technical match with the two of them. Right. A lot of fun. Um, and, you know, obviously Punk goes over and you have like an embrace after. You can have a feel good baby face moment. You can do right by Jeff. Jeff's putting the champ over. I'm sure he'd be happy. To, I'm sure he'd be happy to put CM Punk over again. Yeah, of course. Um, or, or you go the fun way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is probably going to be my favorite option. I think or this you is go the fun favorite. way. Or you go uh, with maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, my one of my favorite videos on YouTube as a kid was it's called CM Punk People Person, and it was I'm sure <laughs> exactly you guys have all seen this. And it's <laughs> all exactly of like video you're talking about. all of Punk on like the you know indies and CCW and stuff, just like just 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 I, I'm not kidding, like just bullying what had to be young adults oh. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, and, and like mercilessly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like, I mean, we, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of punk's heel work, especially from, uh, you know, the strange society stuff. And, and, you know, we talk about the, uh, his, his 20, 2012 reign when he turned heel, you know, the, the yellow shirt time yep. period. Um, but like you can have, I, I mean, you can start it out kind of the same way, or you can have like punk be like, yeah, you know, I'd love to wrestle you again. You can have him just like, screw jeff hardy over it's it, it, you can do it a myriad of different ways but i think the real point is it's like if you want to get cm punk heel because what if mjf does leave who's your top heel then yeah 
Is it Adam Cole? I love Adam Cole, but I don't know if he's the top heel of the company. Is it, I mean, you know. I think they're definitely building it for Adam Cole. I think it is. Is Andrade coming up? Like coming back and has he moved into that spot? Like, I don't know if he can handle that. I I mean, I love Adam Cole and I have a lot of faith in Adam Cole, but you really would do a lot better with CM Punk as the top heel of the company. You really would. You get a lot more people watching. I think. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, in terms of like, y- it would be a better program. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I mean, you like know, you said, I'm, heel, I'm, heel champions are always the best, right? And heel champions better, are always the best. Who better you to can do have, it other than Empire MJF? You could do it in a way where, I mean, I know we're talking about Jeff, but I mean, obviously no matter what happens with Jeff and CM Punk, Jeff is not going to become a W champion. I, right. I, right. I, I, I think that's pretty obvious. That's not yeah. happening. So you could have Hangman take a little leap of absence after a while, um, and you can have him come back to Punk being a heel champion. And oh, uh, I hate to spoil. Can I spoil some of the match for you? Yeah, good. I'm okay. gonna watch it like literally in like a couple hours anyway. So. Okay, all right. So really important part during the match. I mean, you have the whole build up. I mean, like I'm defending AEW from you yeah. because yeah. I know what you are and I know what you do. Blah 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 blah. And Punk just being like, I'm in your head. I'm in your head. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got um, you right where I want you. During the match, it's, I mean, incredible match. Obviously, it's so good, dude. Um, you have Heyman get to a point where he's like, fuck, how do I do? Like, how do I do this? What's going to happen? And he picks up the belt and he like looks at it and he's about to go like hit Punk with it. And he stops. And it's almost like this moment of like, I almost became him. I almost did what he would have done, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But, and I, and I almost, you know, went mad with power to like oh, control what I love, but I refuse to do it. And he drops the belt down. Uh, that's how punk like wins the match. There's like a reversal, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the, the highlight for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you have, however you, you have punk turn heel using Jeff Hardy, because I mean, it, who was, who was a, worst heel in the company in the world in 2009 <laughs> after he retired Jeff. And you also, I mean, you have Amazing. Jeff at the end of his career. You can literally have him do it again. And for real, yeah. like, it's like, yeah. you can, you can have that. You can do that. You can have like punk, just be a merciless like piece of shit. he's like, you know, this was, you can have him live the role of like, I like, I came to EW to make this mine. And I came to be the guy here. And you just like, you don't get to do this. You're from yeah. like, I took you out because you're not in my level, blah, blah, blah. You have all that. And you have punk turn by the time hangman gets back. And it's like, see what I meant? Yeah, exactly. You know what it I mean? Makes, just be like, I, over. Yeah. it's like, that's, I was right about you the entire time. And it's like, at this point, and it's it, like, once they did, when, when hangman picked up the belt in the match, I was like, fuck, are they turning him heel? And I'm like, no. Punk, like, I, I, like, not to say like I predict or anything or whatever, but I'm like, Punk has to be winning here. Punk has to be winning here. Cause that's like, that's what it felt like. It's, it's a baby face contemplating with his own more like morality. And yeah. of course, the other guy who is assumably baby face is gonna pick up on that and win. You, you can have Hangman come back down the road. Hangman come, like, let's say he does take time off. The best thing he's coming back to is a heel punk because he gets to be the justified baby face, which is, he's already super fucking over and he already has fought against you know the evils of kenny omega and like you know head stopping brian danielson 
and like, you know, Archer. And he's now at like, he's like, I, this was the big test. And I failed the first time because he got the best of me. I knew what he was. And now I'm back to reclaim. And maybe he doesn't, but he, I mean, he doesn't, he does not go over, but no matter how, I mean, do you have an idea of how to get punk over as a heel with Jeff? Anything specific? I think it's, I think it's very simple. I, I think like there's a whole moment where you have, you know, Jeff come out and he's like, Hey, look, like, I mean, I think he's going to take a couple weeks off. Yeah. I think he has to. Jeff. I think he should. Yeah. I yeah. think he should. But if you're going to turn him against Jeff, um, I think it's pretty simple. Just have a promo, have him acknowledge the history and just honestly, like punk doesn't even have to do anything, but just hit Jeff in the head with a microphone. Honestly, because like, because and that's first yeah, that's that's a, thing. Yeah, that's that is thing. a good point. That is a good point. Like, because literally, like, if you could have this whole moment where you know they're shaking hands, like, yeah, I'll face you next week on Dynamite. I'll give you your opportunity. I know we're both legends. Like, blah blah blah. They're shaking hands, and as soon as Jeff goes to turn, Punk holds onto the hand, pulls him in, and hits him in the head with the microphone or the belt, and then it's like, what the hell? And then Punk can come out literally the next week and be like. Oh, I hope he, if, if we get like, heel punk, I hope we get shaved head heel punk with the, uh, with like, I don't the, know, the man. Gray beard, dude. I want, I love, so I, I, I know shaved head punk. I, I'm partial to slick terror because that reminds me of the pipe bomb era. Um, no, but, but I mean, I don't, I like, like shaved head, like 2013 heel punk. Yeah. And also we're, I mean, we're talking also like shaved head was straight up society. Did you see, um, Serena D posted a photo with punk before the show? Yeah. 12 yeah. years later. I love that. I was very like, that's cool. Very cool. Amazing. And um, I think, I, I think like, like I said, I think it's very simple, but the problem is with that is like, of course I would want it to be a longer program. Like I would want it. I mean, again, if Jeff was like five years younger then yeah, do a program with him. But I like, think, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's, no, I mean, I think, I think what Jeff needs to do is he needs to change his style. Yeah, if he wants he just to, needs to go be technical, let's say he wants to like finish out the year. I think you he changes his style a little bit. He has a little more time off. Like maybe like you here's the benefit of putting him in a big program like that. You don't have to then have him wrestle every week. Yeah. He just so comes that's another out huge thing. Like he can yeah. come out, talk, build the program. Maybe he takes a bump from punk microphone bump. What does that do? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in realistically. Um, well, for Jeff, it's literally like a flick on the wrist. Like it's literally nothing for him. But like it's like you have him come out, you have him come out, you have him like eat a microphone, you have him like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. get hit with right. a chair, whatever. And then you have him take like, you know, next week it's like you have promo one week, hit with a hit in the head next week, promo the other week, and now you're like now he has three weeks off of wrestling. Now he has time to work out and get healthy and you know get kind of moving a little bit. If he's my issue with, I know like. I know the tag team Hardy boys thing is like, in theory, these guys get to, you know, at a tag team, it's easier to work when you're hurt because, you know, you can take time off and you can kind of pace yourself. Um, But it's like, it's kind of tough with the Hardy boys because their matches feel they need, their matches need to feel how the Hardy boys matches feel always. They need to cater to that. They're, they're one of those tag teams that like, Yes, they can work pretty well individually on their own, but they've always been so collaborative. Like I don't even like, just like, in the ring. I don't want to like see in the, the, ring. Fu- the fucking rockers doing uh like I don't know, uh, brawler moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to see the rockers doing I, I think like I, don't, and I, I think I, I don't know. I don't I don't even know what I'm saying, but like I just no, I feel no, like I, they need I to cater to something, you know. Yeah, no, I know where you're going with it. And it's and harder I think, to like, do for that specific team. Matt's Matt's done it a little bit where like you know how they used to do like 
you know, there was the flipping, uh, the flipping senton, like, like they had the double T mover was the flipping senton, the flipping leg drop. Matt doesn't do the flipping anymore. He just does the leg drop. So like, it's just like little tiny things that he can do. Like, yes, it's going to be very noticeable if you say, Hey, Jeff, don't do the swanton, just do the twist of fate from now on. Right. Like that's, that's very noticeable. Or the swanton could just be special. Yeah. Or it doesn't like, have exactly. to do it every match, you know? Like if, if, if you're, if you're in the ring and like, if you're, but if you're a wrestling fan, you understand, you should understand that yeah. Jeff Hardy should not be taking swanton bon bumps off of a f- fucking ladder um, at 44 years old and he, oh. he'll do it. Wait, for, he'll wait, do it. Wait for the spot in the show. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm assuming that there's something. Oh, wait till you see it. It's, it's yeah. like, think of what, how bad it could be. And then think about like, think about how bad it could be for his health. And then, like, think of like a little worse than that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, it's like so it's nuts, like dude. Jeff. Like this is my thing, right? It's like we can say all this stuff, but he's yeah. still fucking Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he's yeah. still gonna do it. Like he's because again, I think he's I think he's talented enough to just kind of yeah. like. He's know. definitely he's got the in ring work enough. He's put in easy. obviously the hours to do it and just take yeah. it easy. And like Matt's been doing that, and like I get it. It's just like. He's still Jeff Hardy. He's still going to want to jump off of ladders for some fucking yeah. reason because he's fucking Jeff Hardy. Um, anyway, I think that's pretty, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's fucking good for wrestling. For that. All right. So now the big news of the pod today that we've been anxiously awaiting to talk about has been the Eastern Conference champions, yes, Boston Celtics. Boston yes, Celtics winning game seven on Sunday against the Miami Heat in Miami. Um, my God. Can you believe that the Boston Celtics are in the fucking finals? Can you believe? It still hasn't sunk into me. Dude, I was sitting there, like, that night after watch, like, the night watching it, and it was over, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like sitting there just staring at the TV. I'm like, I I can't get over it. Like, seeing Jason Tatum with a conference Uh, finals trophy, the Larry Bird, and they're just two of them, holding two of them, and it's like, Oh man. And I see envisions. I'm going <laughs> to say, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I am so proud of this team and to yeah. Tatum and Brown, especially for before the ages of, I mean, the oldest one of them is Jalen Brown. He's 25. Um, they are going to the finals. That is huge. And after they've been, it's not like this is a fluke year. They've been going to the conference finals and this time they did it. So this is like, they got better. They've been they've been at that level of the Eastern Conference Finals at their best, and now they have gotten better. What that means to me is like, and before we get into all the us versus Golden State stuff, all the matchups, I would not like. I'll obviously be disappointed if we don't lose if we don't win the finals. But also like, what an awesome feeling of these guys just making it and having that like, okay, we can do this now. Yeah. Yeah obviously you run the risk of, of like some guys do go to the finals and they never go back. You know what I mean? So there is that kind of split. I will be incredibly proud of these guys. And I also like a big thing for me is golden state is not a team. I would be embarrassed to lose to because it's hundred no, percent. If we're going to lose to anything with golden state, it's going to be Steph Curry's Curry. not Steph Curry's nonsense, whatever he's up to. It's going to, it's going to be him, which, which I think too, because I, I will go into the matchups just a little bit here. Yeah, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Is is the fact that if any if there's anybody in the NBA that I want guarding Steph Curry, it's Marcus Smart. Anybody. And also Derek White off the bench. Yeah, I, if, I honestly like I get like there are a lot of great defensive players, but like if you take any guard in the NBA right now, 
and put him against Steph Curry, Marcus Smart is going to stop him probably more than anybody. Maybe double the amount of times that he started stopped any. I mean, it, it's 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 literally going to come down to defensive player of the year versus the two time MVP, right? Because like Jalen and Jason could be cooking, but Steph could go off for sixty at any time, any time. And I know yeah. he's had his struggles in the finals. I know he's always he's, yeah. he's never won a finals MVP. He's never been like the guy to win them the finals, but like it's a, a load of horseshit. Yeah, but yeah, like, no, that's that's the thing. He deserved it the eight year. So I like yeah. I hate that argument against him. He it's 100% like hundred percent deserved. It's that. like come on, yeah. dude. Like it's I mean, you watch that finals. It's like I know Iggy is not the best player on the floor because it's Braun or Curry easily. And and the thing is, is they gave Iggy the the champ the the finals MVP because he locked up LeBron. And it's like well, he didn't. But he did on that. It's like he totally did. Like games three, four, and five, LeBron was averaging like thirty-five points a game. And LeBron I'm like, was still Look. being LeBron. It's yeah, it's, and it's, you you may have like slowed him down while he's playing by Steph, himself with like, no Kyrie, but yeah, and it's not even like that. Like Steph was averaging under twenty. He was averaging like twenty-six points a game in the in the finals that year, and he did. Like I, I, I hate that think, argument against Curry because he one hundred percent. It's not like he didn't earn that. That was no, yeah. It's like what I, I I still don't understand that decision, and I think he, he guarded LeBron. It's a bullshit excuse. And then he had to defer to KD a lot in those last two um, championships that he won, which makes sense. I just can I give a hot I take? Mm. I think KD's time on the Warriors proved that Steph Curry uh, during those times. I think Steph Curry was inherently still better. You think so? Like during the time yeah. where KD was playing with them? Why was I mean? Why was why is Kevin Durant? Think about the differences between Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets and on Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how open Kevin Durant could get playing next to Steph Curry. Steph Curry right. made Kevin Durant a lot better, a yeah. lot better in a way yeah. that Kyrie is not able to, in a way that James yeah. Harden is not able to. Why is that? And I'm not taking anything away from KD as a scorer, but like, I don't know, man. Why, why was that team – take – Put anyone in Steph's place for that. Do you think yeah. they are as successful as they are? And I think that's Probably the not. difference. They definitely don't win Put, 73 games. Who's the next sure. under under Kevin Durant? Who's the next best player you could think of? Under Kevin, like on yeah. that team? No, on anybody, that team. Anybody in the, anybody in the league. Giannis. Giannis. Put Giannis in that position. Do you think they still win? No, but you need a guard. That's why. Take the next. The no, 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 no. Put Giannis instead of Katie. Oh, Giannis instead of Katie. Oh, they, yeah, they win. They win. Five okay. championships with that team. That's what I mean. Giannis, so it's like Giannis who's... and Curry. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. That would be an unbelievable team. Put Steph Curry on the Nets right now instead of Kyrie. Yeah, they you would. think they're going to the finals? Yeah, they beat us. Yeah. They beat us in six. I think. Yes, to be I honest with you, one hundred percent agree. Because yeah, they beat us in six. Steph Curry makes Kevin Durant a better basketball player. Doesn't happen the other way around. Well, that's my, and it's that's, be- my, and that's it's... my. I mean, maybe he does. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. But, but like, st- but here's the thing: like, you can't guard Steph because. Here's like Steph could literally take one step over half court and shoot it and make it. Yeah. Like, like there's no, I mean, maybe Dame in his best day can do that, but like maybe James Harden at the peak of his peak at talents could do that. But like Steph does that regularly, regularly. And he hasn't done it as much recently yeah. because he's more, yeah. he's, he's a lot less, um, he's doing a lot less off ball that I've seen, or, or he's doing a lot more off ball than I've seen because he's, yeah, he's being, first of all, he's being triple teamed every time he gets the ball, but also like in this playoffs specifically, like they've had to rely on guys like Jordan Poole, right. Who, who, because Steph 
is getting triple team every time he touches the ball. So that means there's at least another guy open. So Jordan Poole can have, you know, eight, nine threes, uh, three attempts every night because he can do that. And that's my thing with the Celtics is that I guarantee you they don't, I don't think they'll go big. I think they'll probably start Rob um, or they'll probably start Horford. And then they yeah. have smaller guys, like pretty much mo- like to start the games at least because you want to guard. Start, I think you start Rob and Horford. You think you start both of them? Yeah. Because what I was going to go with that was that you want Marcus on your, I mean, I guess, I guess it just turns into like, who do you add into the starting lineup after that? Would you want to start think, Derek White? Probably not. No, but I like, think you go smart. Brown, Tatum. Uh, uh, Al and Rob. I think that's so just like the regular starting five. You think no, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like matchup wise, yeah. matchup wise, yes. Um, yeah, I the do... way that they've the way that they've played this playoff, like when they were all in court, like having having Al Horford, man, I, I think Brad Stevens should get executive of the year just for that trade I know, because the way lost. that, yeah, it's, it's I know you already lost, I know. I know you already lost, but like the way that Al has impacted this team is like mind numbing. Because like the way that he is like, he he's averaged uh, the, what was it game five against yeah. Miami where he had like five points but he had like twelve rebounds like eight assists like he he was Draymond he's their Draymond the Celtics Draymond at this point where it's like maybe not to the defensive side but more of like the locker room bench guy where it's like look like I've been here I've been in Eastern Conference Finals before I've been through the playoffs I have more playoff experience than anybody else on my team. Like I know what this takes and I need to show what right. I need, what they need to with the energy that they need to match. And he did that against Giannis he dunked on Giannis's face. He like, he came up and matched up Giannis face, like literally head to head the entire game, that game. Like Al Horford, awesome. like being <laughs> Al Horford being a legitimate threat to Giannis and bead. Jokic, just all of the top centers in the league is pretty remarkable at his age oh, um real i yeah no i mean matching up with the with the um the warriors i do feel good about it. i think we're a lot bigger and i think that's going to help us our one of our main weaknesses i think is defensive rebounds um they're going to struggle get, with that with miami too i mean yeah no big time big time and like we're facing you know a steph curry team which is gonna they're gonna take advantage of those you know rebound threes um 100 so, I, I mean, I think you got to look at kind of, you know, focusing on just be like in the, in the paint around like, you know, the front court being the bigger team. I think you have to do that. You're not yeah. stopping Curry necessarily. Um, but, you know, you can certainly try. Yeah. Um, I think, I think for me, like, so there's this thing with, um, I've been like thinking about with Steph because like, the thing that we talked about during the Bucks series, right, was like yeah. let Giannis score fifty, let everybody else beat, them. and that's what they did. Like they let yeah. everybody else beat them. And the games that they lost in those series was because the Celtics beat themselves. And the same thing with Miami. The only times that the Heat won those games was because the Celtics beat themselves. Maybe a little bit less in Game Six because Game Six was more of just Jimmy Butler going off. But yeah, like, no. yeah, no. Gaming Game One and, and I think it was Game Four, maybe Game Three, they lost those games because they they over overthought it or like they were overthinking everything so like for me if if Jalen and Jason can stay in the game and can really like if Jalen Brown can stop fucking turning the ball over and Jason he uh I gotta say he did a great job game he redeemed himself he um, definitely did one thing he kept doing it was a very like 
very IT reminiscent where he would, he would start to drive and he would hesitate and kind of like do the, do the turn hezzy and then split two defenders. Mm -hmm. And it led to a bucket like five times in the game. And it was like pure, it was pure IQ. Like one of the, one of the hardest things about Jalen, I know, I know you've mentioned this is sometimes he will drive to the basket without really looking at what's going on. He is just, and, and there's nothing wrong with this, but he's such an athletic guy that in his mind, he just envisions getting there. Yeah, he could just jump over anybody in his mind. He could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, I mean, like game seven, he was, I mean, he's he been playing great offensively. Um, game seven, I mean, he was mastering control of the ball in a way that like, he was quite literally like just outsmarting defenders and just splitting yeah. them, which was yeah. so cool to watch and so cool to see because it was almost like once he started scoring, once he started getting hot, it's like, okay, this game's, gonna be safe we're good yeah, we're okay right yeah um, if, yeah. if the two of them if the two of them are on man if it's and this is the same thing with the warriors if either if steph or either jordan pool or clay thompson are going off it's over like you're not winning that game i uh um, i can't i can't lose a game to uh wiggins wiggins three I, dude i'm not i can't i do saw it. i saw he's been today, really good he's been really he's been good. great yeah he's been great he's an but, all he showed why he was an all-star in these playoffs we're gonna sure. get our fucking shit kicked in on the internet if but let me tell Wiggins you, Wiggins end our season, dude. <laughs> I saw, I saw earlier that someone said that Wiggins was going to lock up Jason Tatum, and I look, I understand Wiggins is great, but Jason Tatum, like this is this is the thing with Tatum, and we've seen this over the last couple of years. Like even last year when he got second team All NBA, yep. like after that point when he got second team NBA, he went off. Player of the month goes off. Well, also like, like gets, yeah, you like when he got like, first team, when he got first team, he went yeah. off too. He yeah. had a great game the day after. I mean, he started off slow, I remember, but he also came back and helped them win the game. If Jason Tatum could come into this thinking, this is – dude, imagine Jason Tatum, if like how we think about Jason Tatum now, as opposed to if he goes through KD and Kyrie, yep. Giannis, yep. Jimmy Butler in the Heat, and Steph Curry in the Warriors to win a championship. This man is top five tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm telling you, man. Tomorrow. Like M- MVP next season, baby. MVP yes. next season. Like legit, like and, and I think I don't want to say this because I think Giannis is a different player than him, but like I think he starts to kind of meet Giannis a little bit. He needs to win an MVP to do that, but I think he's starting to get to that level where it's like he is top five in the in the league and he's not top five. He's not five. Yeah, he's not five. He's, he's, he's not, not five. five. He's not um, five. So and like there was there there's been like such a in like this these playoffs alone such an incursion of like jason tatum's playmaking yeah i think a big you know a big knock against him that we heard from the media this season was like you know he's selfish whatever blah, blah, blah. um he has been an incredible playmaker passer oh he's, yeah especially in games. his bad games especially in his especially bad games. in his back dude like people this is what pisses me off like and you know what? This same shit happened to James Harden all the fucking time when he was in the playoffs. It's like, oh, he went, he went three for ten in a, in a in a in a you know a second half, and he went he had three for fourteen. It's like, okay, but he also locked up their best player and had you know this many passes, this many assists. And, and I'm not saying James Tatum is the playmaker that Harden is, um, but it was like once he. Once Tatum knows he's not making shots, it's not like he stopped shooting, but it's like, okay, almost something gets injected into him to focus on defense, to focus on the other end. And we've had games, especially like the last couple against the Heat, where it was like, 
or the last uh, the last couple of wins against the Heat, where it was like, okay, Jason Tatum was kind of slow for a part of it, and then he just started finding his rhythm. Dude, he hit this turnaround on Jimmy, who's one of the better def- one or one of the better like on ball defenders in the NBA. He hit this turnaround jumper on Jimmy, and right when he hit it, it was like I think third or fourth quarter. I was like, oh, we we were winning this. If he's yeah. doing this kind of shit, he like Jason Tatum in terms of like difficulty to guard. Kevin Durant put him up there with fucking kg yep. and uh dirk <laughs> and, and like uh, uh, i think he said kg but he definitely said dirk and he said kobe and it was like i mean that was before kevin durant got swept this year yeah <laughs> so it's like i mean you're talking about a guy who's difficult to guard i you know i respect Andrew Wiggins, and I think he's had a tremendous ride to this point. Um, but I mean, this is also his greatest challenge of the playoffs. Oh, 100%. I heard some people, you know, talk about he was guarding Luca. He was guarding Luca in a lot of switches, to be fair. Um, but also, like, Luca didn't really have much help towards the end his guys kind of ran out of gas and he was against a really yeah, Brunson definitely fell off real quick yeah yeah that was that was tough I really wanted them to drag it out a little bit so we could have some more time obviously um but you know how um, the NBA works yeah yeah happen. yeah it's all about all about, <laughs> all about the money yep well and I think and just to close out here like I think for this series alone I I think it's going to be very, again, it's just going to hinge on the, on the starters or on the stars. Cause like, and you could say that for any playoff series, but like, especially the Celtics, like when Jason and Jalen are on and they're having great games other than game what was it, game four or game six, I forget which one it was where Jalen had 40 and they lost, but like, like he, like if they're playing well and, the, and this is the story about the Celtics period. If these, if those two are playing well and they're hitting their shots and they're not turning the ball over, nobody can beat this team. Nobody, I, not even the Warriors. So I think if they put their, and I, I know you said like earlier where Jason is, has this now innate thought to like lock into the defense yeah. and do that last year. Ime Udoka, man, he's done miracles. Done I miracles was going to done miracles on me. <laughs> yes, he um, has, man. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, let's give a little love to Ime, dude. He, I mean, this is his first year as a Y'all were trying coach. to fire him in November. Not y'all. I, wasn't, I didn't want to fire him. I just no, I wanted him to People wanted stop. to fire him in November and October. And I was telling you guys, shut up. <laughs> like, Go back to the pod. You can listen to it, man. You were right. No, no, there is there is footage of you saying that. Yeah, yeah. There, um, is, there is. There is. I, I mean, the, this is, you know, let's say we don't win, right? He is made it to the comp to the finals in his first year uh in incredible two, game, two away game sevens away, two away game, game two away game seven against nuts. like i mean like look at the the track of coaches besides besides steve um <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously all nba nba finals winners no i get it i get it no but like i mean you know budenholzer is a is a championship defending coach you know he out coached him uh, oh, Bolstra, dude, that's a yeah. huge coach to beat in yeah. your first year in, in the his house spot. in game seven. Hey, Brad couldn't fucking do it. Let's talk about that. Brad got out coached severely can, in the bubble. Brad can do it. Well, yeah, the bubble, the bubble was all coaching anyway. So, uh, I don't know. I think, I think for me, uh, I, I, this game, this series is not going anywhere less than less than six games. So that's my prediction. I think I, I, I want to, I'm going to say Celtics in seven. That's my prediction. Yeah, I um, 
it's it's tough to say how the first game goes, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say uh, six games. <laughs> <laughs> six games. Um, yes. So I don't know. I, I have uh, I have a lot lots of lots of pride in the Celtics. I think like if this is just our year, it's our year, and let's just do it. Let's just like go fucking all for it. Um, you know, hot take. I think like the Raptors year should have been our fucking year anyway. And I think we're finally getting the matchup against the Warriors that this team deserved. And now we're a lot better and they don't have Kevin Durant and we, <laughs> and we can like, just, we could just like do this. We can just do it. And an up, no, and, an up you, and down clay. Don't forget about clay. He's and an up and down, and down clay. Um, that's I'm not, huge. that's huge. Uh, I'll be honest, series. man. I'm sorry. We're a sick defensive team. I'm not really stressing about Jordan pool. And I know that now that he's, I've said that he's going to have a 40 point game. Um, <laughs> game one, game, game one, one. Just 40 point, 40 point game. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say, are you one. in Boston for, uh, the finals? I don't um, probably not. Uh, I will be there probably the, the weekend of the 20th. I think it is. Uh, oh, or yeah, maybe it's like, not. yeah, I definitely, I, if anything, I'd be there for like game seven, but there's no way we'd be going any games. There's no there, way so. we'd be going to game seven. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, if there is a game seven, oh, wait, do we have home court? No, we don't. Oh, uh, so it wouldn't be, it would be, in it would be game, if it'd right. be game six, if anything, if we go, it'd be game six. Which, I mean, <laughs> good luck. Um, no, but all right, all right. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, you know, go, go Celtics, uh, go, go, see CM, baby. go CM Punk, dude. Yeah, I, go I, I gotta be honest, man. Very childhood rejuvenating. I mean, not childhood, teenager once, yeah. you know, whatever. Young adulthood. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Young yeah, adulthood. Yeah. Uh, very <laughs> cool moment to see that guy do it again. I mean, like in terms of like, you know, pride I have in like, Oh, for sure. That, shed a tear. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, dude. It's, it's honestly like, it's a beautiful win. And uh, after you watch it, look up like his post-match comments after the camera went off air. It's it's like it's really nice stuff, man. The, the guy, the guy really deserves that win. And I think it's cool. He loves wrestling again. He and loves I, wrestling like, again. I give a lot okay. of credit for get, like Hangman giving him that kind of match and giving him the spot. Um, because like Hangman guy in the prime of his career probably doesn't have to do that. Something like that. I'm not saying punch a charity case. I'm saying he hasn't earned it. Uh, but Hangman did did some cool fucking honors, and I, yeah, I, I, I think it rocks. To, Hangman, by the way, not to spoil, hits the nicest GTS I've ever seen. Awesome, can't wait. I, I'm I'm excited. I think, man, like we're entering into this new era. Like we're bringing. I mean, how yep. we were talking about casual fans a couple weeks ago, right? Like, how do you bring casual fans in? Have CM Punk be your champion? See what happens. But yeah, uh, no, I think I think I'm ex- I'm very excited to watch this. I'm going to turn on like right after we end this, but um. Uh, yeah. You skip the, I mean, I thought that Sammy and Tay match was bullshit. No, Honestly, if, if you want uh, something to skip, whatever. I was probably going to skip it anyway. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. If you made it this far. Um, we oh, we're still recording? Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks for tuning in. Why do I think we ended the fucking pod? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, third host Jordan Castle, who will talk, uh, talk to us all about, you know, his week, crazy couple weeks here in indie wrestling. Jordan. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah. Yep. We'll be talking about uh, double or nothing. Uh, we'll definitely do more of a rundown for that after we've all had a chance to watch it. And uh, till then, thanks for listening. We'll see you then.